welcome back to the 13914 podcast sponsored by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so glad you have joined my conversation today and I can't wait for you to hear what God has put on my heart to share with you. So let's get started. Good morning, good morning. Happy February 15th. Happy President's Day. Happy belated Valentine's Day. It is the third week in this month's series, Define Single, where I have been talking to you guys about single life. Uh, The first week was just about the worldview and culture and the church culture and how they view singleness. And then last week we dived into passages from uh, Jesus and from Paul talking about the biblical view of singleness. This week is going to be very practical. I am going to give you four best practices that after looking at my kind of lifestyle of singleness right now that I have found have been some good best practices that singles really should do uh, in any stage of their singleness. It should be something that uh, you do for yourselves. And I can't wait to dive into them. Uh, But before I dive into them, of course, I want you to hear from Um, normally our sponsors, but this week I want you to hear from our sister show, The Pixie Dust Twins. So check it out. Hey guys, it's Ashley and Sammy from The Pixie Dust Twins Podcast. If you love Disney, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. Our podcast is family-friendly and talking about all things Disney. Whether you go to the parks or just love binging Disney+, Plus, we are the podcast for you. So grab your pixie dust, think happy thoughts, and join us on your favorite podcasting platform. Check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com and aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely check out the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, especially this month. We're talking all things Disney couples, Disney date spots. We're talking Disney engagements and Disney weddings. So definitely go over and check that out. But that is all we're going to talk about when it comes to weddings and engagements, because this episode, this series is all about being single and single means technically being alone or partnerless. It sounds so much sadder than what it really is. I mean, honestly, after last week's episode, it was really encouraging because to hear Jesus and Paul both say that it is a calling, it is a good thing, it is something that you can really um, grow in was very encouraging for me, um, especially in this stage of my life as I'm single. Now, I told you I'm going to give you four of the of my best practices for singles. And all of these are stuff that I am working on still, stuff that I made mistakes on when I was younger in my single years and, and things that I've I've realized that as someone who's single, if I knew these when I was younger, I feel like my 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 stage of singleness would have went so much more smoother when I was in my mid to late 20s as now I'm in my um, early 30s. I I can kind of look back and see some of these things. So let's just dive right in. This is a very practical episode. So take some notes. Uh, I would love for you to give me some feedback too and what you do if you're a single that has worked for you. 
So the first best practice that I want to talk about is boundaries. Now, boundaries is a huge thing. They came out with a book years ago, um, mostly boundaries in your uh, romantic relationships, but boundaries can also be good in friendships and in work and just in all sorts of life. Now, the one I want to focus in on is relationship boundaries, because even as a single, we still tend to date. We still try to find that person. We still put ourselves out there, whether it's on dating apps or meeting people or whatever, however you do it. Just because we're single doesn't mean we're not dating or going on first dates or second dates, that sort of stuff. We're just not officially attached yet to anybody. And when you're walking into dating, if you don't have boundaries set up, it is going to be so much harder in the long run. Now, this one, this one, for I'm going to be talking to my Christian uh, singles out there, my Christian singles who have dedicated your life to Jesus and are wanting to follow his commandments, which one of them is staying sexually pure until marriage. Now, that's a difficult thing. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at that. I've made mistakes as well. And I know people have made mistakes. But the reason I think we've made those mistakes is we say, yes, we want to do this, but then we don't realize the strength and pull of that kind of sexual and physical and emotional uh, thing in a relationship. We don't realize how strong it is until it's sitting right in front of us and we have no way to protect ourselves and to say, wait a second, stop for a moment. I, I This is a boundary. So... When you are a single, you really need to think about those boundaries. How far are you willing to go? How far or how short do you want to stop things? Like, what are your boundaries when it comes to that relationship? You need to think of physical boundaries. Are you okay with holding hands and kissing on the first date? Are you okay with going further? Are you okay with not going further? What is your comfort level when it comes to boundaries. Mine are very, I have a very short span between me and physical boundaries because holding hands is okay, kissing is okay, and then really anything past that, I I try to keep a boundary up because anything past that leads to more and more and more, and it leads to mistakes that I don't want to make before I'm married. But that's my personal thing. You need to cater it to your own boundaries. Then you also need to have emotional boundaries. And I'm going to talk to primarily the females on this portion of it. I know there are some males who are just like that. So listen in as well. But if you are a overly emotional person, and what I mean by overly emotional is that you get attached quick. Like when you when you start seeing somebody, your emotions are like, boom, I'm in love or at least what we think is in love. You need to put up emotional boundaries. Now, that one is a lot harder to do because physical, you can like say no, walk away, do all the things. But emotional is inside of your head and inside of your heart. So it's more of a talking to yourself about how you need to not allow yourself to fully just give in to the emotions, but to 
um, make a, a wall that, okay, I'm only going to go so far. I'm only going to allow myself so far. And as I get to know the person, I will allow that to expand out and out and out. And again, it's a really hard thing to do, but it's really, really important for us to make these physical and emotional boundaries as singles so that way when we walk into relationships, we just don't fall head over heels and then get our hearts broken all over again. And I've done it multiple times. I'm not one to... Uh, (laughs) I'm not one to date much, but when I do, when I finally decide I'm going to allow somebody in, I allow them fully in and my emotional boundaries are gone. And I always found that that was a problem for me. So that's something that I've had to work on um, as well. My physical boundaries was very easy. When I realized I needed those, I put them up and it's been very easy for me to keep those up. But my emotional boundaries have been harder. And you might, you might, be telling me, Ashley, I'm opposite. Like emotional boundaries, I'm okay, but physical boundaries is hard for me. Whatever it is, reach out to God, reach out, find the book, Boundaries. I'll try to put it in the links below. Uh, Reach out to a mentor, someone to help you kind of build that that safety net for you so you don't walk into something that you are not ready to walk into. Now, that's relationship boundaries. As a single, I think we also need to put boundaries on some of the other things around us. We need to put boundaries on work. I think as singles, we become workaholics because we don't have a partner to worry about. We don't have kids. We don't have, well, let me rephrase that. Most of us don't have kids. Some of us might be singles because we've been divorced or we're widowed or whatever situation it is and you do have kids you're taking care of. But we we put so much effort into work because we have nothing else around us to put our effort into and then we become a workaholic and we really need to put boundaries around that. We also need to put boundaries around our friendships and boundaries just around different things so that way we don't get burnt out. It's really, really important. I really, really encourage you guys to to find the book Boundaries and read it and really think through this. Now, the second best practice that I've kind of picked up over the years, and it kind of goes along with boundaries, but it's it's more broad. Boundaries is very specific. This one is a little bit more broad, and it's self-reflection. And you're probably like, what, what are you talking about, Ashley? What, what do you mean self-reflection? And the thing is, when you're single, it is so easy to think about all of your past relationships and what you could have done differently and how it could have been if if you stayed together or what if I actually gave this person a chance. There are some things like that. There's there's a guy in high school that I turned down year after year after year and then senior year came around and I finally decided, oh, maybe, but he was already moved on to somebody else. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, well, what if he would have, if I would have said yes, freshman year, would we've been together all of high school? Like what, what would have happened? There is another relationship where I'm like, well, what if, uh, he and I decided that it was good for us today instead of it was better for us to be friends? Like what would have happened if I pushed a little bit more to get him to see that we would have been good together? There's all these what ifs that we focus on and those are the wrong things to focus on, guys. Family, do not focus on that. When you focus on that, it just pulls you down into a dark place where you now wonder what is wrong with you. And then we got to start all over on healing. What you need to focus on is the present. 
Focus on what is around you. Focus on your job. Focus on your hobbies. Focus on your friendships, your family. I have a puppy now. She is a big part of my focus. I focus on other things around me. I focus on the present and then moving forward. And that's the other thing. Don't focus so much on the future that it also pulls you down because now you're asking when the heck in the future am I going to get married? When you do that, it also hurts you. God tells us uh, in the Gospels to not worry. That the the sparrow knows when it's going to have its food and the flower knows when it's going to be clothed. Why do we have to worry about the next day? Because God is taking care of us. And I know I did not quote that right. So I'm sorry about that. But you you get my gist. So we're not supposed to worry about the future. We're supposed to focus in on the present. And that's a big thing, a part of us, is we need to focus on that. And we need to uh, reflect on what is important to us at this time. So what is important to you? What around you is important? Is it your family? Do you have siblings and and nieces and nephews? Do you have a good career that you're really working towards? Not so much where you're burnt out, but it's it's fun for you. Do you have hobbies that you love? Me, I love writing. I love podcasting. I, I love this sort of stuff. So it's something I'm focusing on. When we reflect, when we look at ourselves and see the things that we can focus on, it, it helps us to continue to grow and to continue to move forward. But also self-reflection means looking at what needs to be healed within us. Everyone has things that needs to be healed. Everyone has gone through tragedies. All of our tragedies are different, but they're tragedies for us in the moments that we went. And being single is a great time to really reflect on those. It's a great time to find someone to talk to, whether it's a therapist or a pastor or someone who you can trust to start to work through that. I'm going to be honest, I had a lot that I needed to work through and there's still some stuff that I need to work through. And I finally got the nerve to go talk to a therapist about it over a year ago. And start to help that mental health part of me. Because a lot of the stuff that I was battling with, I did not want to take into a new relationship if there was one coming. I wanted to start working on that. I wanted to have someone help me start figuring out how I could work on that with God. And to start that healing process. Now, we're never going to fully heal ourselves. And I'm not saying that if you're married or in a relationship, you can't work on your mental health because that's a lie. You can always work on your mental health at any part. But there's something about being single and something about not worrying about taking that baggage into a relationship that you can work on what's going on inside and work on um, that healing process with God. That's a big thing that we can do in self-reflection. Okay, so best practice one was boundaries. Best practice two is self-reflection. Best practice three. This one's going to be a weird one, but it's really important. And it's our friends. Now, you're probably wondering, you you went from boundaries, self-reflection to friends? What do you mean, Ashley? What, what are you talking about? And what I'm saying is I think we get this mindset, and I had this mindset when I was living in Indiana, that I had to have mostly single friends. That if I had married friends, that it just wouldn't work. And in, in, in 
in essence, it didn't because of just the place that I was in. I had married friends, but they weren't the ones that I hung out with or went to their houses or um, had game nights with, nothing like that. I had um, my single friends for that. And in my mindset, that was the only type of friendships that I could have. But the problem with that is, is a lot of us have that mindset. So when we get into relationships with somebody, our single friends kind of go to the waysides and we start hanging out with other coupled friends. I, I'm not... I'm not saying this from experience on the couple side. I'm saying this experience from the single side. I've had many, many friends who got into relationships and I lost them because they got into relationships and I just went to the wayside. Now, not all my relationships are like that because I do have some amazing friends that are still uh, great friends of mine and are in relationships, whether just dating someone or are married. So one of my best friends here in Nebraska are a married couple and I hang out with them all the time. My best friend who I do the Disney podcast with is married, but we are good friends and I can go to Florida and I can hang out with them. And it's so much fun because honestly, guys, as singles, we need to have friends that are single and that are in relationships because it's good and healthy for us to see single people, but it's also good and healthy for us to see our friends who are in our age brackets that are married as well and see kind of that dynamic. It is unhealthy for us to only have friends in our stage of life. We need to have friends in all different stages of life. Because when we have that, we have influences. We are able to learn from each other and to grow with each other and to support each other in all things. I don't even think I have a single friend in Nebraska. Like I'm I'm thinking through and I'm like, no, no, the only friends I have are all married that I hang out with on a regular basis. And it's awesome and it's good because I can uh, I can grow from them. I can uh, learn from them and they can learn from me. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So don't think you need to be only with single friends. You can have friends that are in relationships as well. Boundaries, of course, but friendships are a huge part of our single journey because we need to not feel alone. Don't sit in your apartment by yourself. If you're sitting in your apartment by yourself, you're going to fall into this deep hole. And I, I've done that. I've, I've stayed in my apartment um, away from the world and I get into this hole And it's so bad. I am so thankful that I have a friend here in Nebraska who will text me and be like, hey, how are you doing today? I haven't seen you in a while. Like, come hang out. Come see me. Don't be alone because you're not. And that's what we need. We need friends who help us remember that we're not in this alone. We are in this together. We are the body of Christ. We are um, supporting of each other together. Okay, and the last best practice that I want to share, and it's the most important one, is our relationship with God. Now, I'm going to preface this. This can be worked on at all times, in any stage of life. But after last week, after hearing what Paul said, I really truly believe that in your single 
stage of life is the best time to fully focus on God because you have nothing around you that is um, distracting you other than like work and paying bills and whatnot, but you don't have another relationship. You don't have another person pulling at you. You only have you and God. And I have found that when I truly sit and and think about everything of my single lifestyle, like my whole single lifestyle, I have noticed that I have not taken advantage of this because I am so worried about finding my husband and finding that person to be with when I forget that I have somebody with me. I might not be able to see him, but he is there and that is my heavenly father and my my savior. And it's God. So in our singleness, we need to remember that we are not alone, that we have God, and that this is a great time to focus on his path for you. I have loved every minute of my single lifestyle because I have been able to do exactly what God wants me to do when he wants me to do it and to draw closer to him in those moments and to learn from him more and to focus on him more because I have nobody else's emotions that I have to focus on. I just focus on God. And family, if you're single and you are more worried about the next person you're going to date instead of the next time you're going to spend time with Jesus Christ, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just going to blatantly say it. You're wrong. The most important person to spend time with in this lifestyle right now is God. See, because God is preparing us. He is. He's preparing us for our next steps, whether it's preparing us for a new career or whether it's preparing us for a future spouse or whether it's preparing us for something else. He's always preparing us. And as long as we stay the course, as long as we look at him and focus on him, he will get us there. We don't need to look left and right to try to find it ourselves because God is going to take us to it. But the only way we're going to get to it is if we focus on Jesus Christ. So, sum it up. Work on some boundaries. Self-reflect. Make sure you have a variety of friends who can support and love you. And focus in on that relationship with God. Those are the four things that as I look through my singleness that I realize are some of the most important things for me to do. Because again, it is just preparing me for the next steps. God wants us to put on our full armor. And some of these best practices will help us do that. Especially that last one. Be ready for battle because singleness can be just as much of a battle. (laughs) Never thought of it that way until this moment. We are in a battle because the culture and Satan and all these things are trying to pull us away from God. But But in reality, we need to fight that so we can focus in on Jesus Christ. So I hope that my best practices have 
uh, helped you in some way, have given you some insight. Maybe you have thought of something on your own or maybe you just didn't want to admit that you are dealing with some stuff that you need help with or that you haven't been focusing. Whatever it is, I hope that there's been some sort of inspiration, something that has stuck out to you that God wanted you to hear today because that's what I'm here. I, I want to speak out what God has put on my heart to hopefully help someone hear from him uh, through this podcast. So next week is going to be a fun week. We're going to be talking about the lies that we tend to believe about marriage and relationships, and we're going to try to debunk some of them. So definitely be tuned for next week. And hopefully, as long as the weather permits and we get it all scheduled, I should be having a guest uh, speaker on uh, the podcast with me. So that'll be really exciting. So you guys have a great rest of your week. Take a best practice and work on it this week. And if you have any comments or you want to know more and just want to talk to me about it, find me on Instagram or on Facebook and just DM me. I'd love to talk to you. Night family or morning family or whatever time of the day it is for you. Have a great rest of your week, family. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 13914 podcast with me, Ashley Danny, brought to you by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so thankful that you came by to hang out with me today. And don't forget, you all are fearfully and wonderfully made. Till next time, everyone. Bye.